Welcome to the Wags of SEI podcast, where we discuss all things life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Our partner's spinal cord injuries is what brought us together, and our common bond as caregivers to quadriplegics is what helped us to create the advocacy group, Wags of SEI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread awareness and positivity from our unique perspectives. So join us as we tackle deeper discussions around sex, travel, mental health, self-care, and finding balance as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Wags of SEI podcast. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wags of SEI podcast with Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. So we're going to get started here and let you guys know that once in a while, Brooke and I are going to do a short episode, just the two of us. There is no guest host today. We are wanting to do this so you guys get to know us a little bit better and our stories and what we're going through on the daily. Yeah. And honestly, Elena and I have such deep discussions all the time about the different things that we deal with as caregivers and as romantic partners to men with spinal cord injuries. And because we have so much information going on, not only in our heads, but in our communities online that, you know, we're like, let's just hop on and do like half hour chats, just Mm -hmm. Elena and I, and Mm -hmm. just kind of talk about our viewpoints and what we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So it's usually inspired by real life events of either Elena Pauly or Brooke Paget's lives. Of course. (laughs) Always. Relationships with your partner who has a spinal cord injury um, can be a little bit different than that of an able-bodied person. And that's basically because there are more challenges. There are more physical challenges throughout the day. Um, Frustrations can happen because your day doesn't go right, I guess. So regardless of what your day might look like, um, I guess the takeaway here is that it's very important to always respect your partner and communication is key. I mean, this is something we've been dealing with for the past few years is being able to communicate uh, properly so we know what each other is going through um, or what the other person needs in the relationship. Yeah, it's super important because... When you're placed in this situation, when you have this different dynamic between you and your partner, um, we were just speaking before we started recording about how, you know, before our partner's accidents, we'd have a fight or whatever. I'd have a fight with my partner and he would just be able to either just go for a walk or get in his car and drive for a little while and cool down and just leave the situation. But when you're in this situation where you're a caregiver and that person isn't independent and can't just get out of his house or when he wants to, or he can't just get away when he wants to, it's tough. You have to learn how to communicate together effectively. And if anyone were to ask us what the most challenging aspect about this life is, that is the most challenging aspect in my opinion, but it's also the most rewarding mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like if I were, if I were to say what is the most positive thing, And what is the most negative thing? I would say building communication. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's gives you, it gives you an opportunity for growth 
for kind of taking a step back and analyzing what you guys are trying to, you know, trying to deal with. I think, like I was saying to Brooke earlier this morning, I get really excited for stuff like this because when, um, you know, when there's miscommunications or you're not getting along quite well, it's like, this is an opportunity for you to kind of work on some things. It only provides a stronger relationship in the end if you can get to that place, right? If that means like seeking outside help, like therapy, counseling. I don't know. I think that that's, that's so super true, important. It's so true though, what you said, if you can get to that place. Yeah. Because there's, it's a hot topic in our community right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a lot of messages, a lot of emails, a lot of questions that are posted on our private group from women talking about their partner, speaking down to them and taking their frustrations with their injury out on their partner, who at the end of the day is just there to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Elena and I have really been looking into this further because not only do we want to be a resource for other women, but we want to use our experiences to, help other women and talk about these things and potential solutions that not only we've gone through, but what other women in our community have gone through in order to get to a level where you, your communication with your partner is on point Mm -hmm. and actually getting to that level is something else for sure. Like it's it's very hard work. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard work. It's, it's called work for a reason. It's really, you know, it's not easy. You don't just magically wake up and say, Hey, today I'm going to be a totally different person. I'm going to work on myself overnight. Like it doesn't happen that way. And actually another piece of this puzzle is, uh, Brooke has spoken to me about, um, a hormone therapy in the past. And I don't know how many of you know this, but I was, I, I was shocked when I heard some of this information, but, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of different, let's talk about like the causes of this frustration. So when we speak about this frustration, we're talking about when our partners take out their anger on us and they would get super frustrated and angry and talk down to us and, and get angry and not communicate properly with someone that's trying to help them. And this happens to the best of us. It's happened to all of us. There's a number of reasons that this can happen. And one of the reasons that I explored personally myself you know, a year or two into the injury was testosterone imbalances. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And this was actually brought up to me by the sexual health doctor that we were seeing um, in Vancouver locally at i Center. It's the Spinal Cord Injury um, Research Center in Vancouver. And they have a whole panel of spine surgeons and doctors and sexual health clinicians there to help you. It's a big resource for us in our community. And when we were talking to her, we were explaining, you know, my partner was being very sensitive. He was not crying a lot, but just more sensitive than normal. Something that not everybody could see except for me. And I would point this out to him and I would say, babe, like you're, you're getting more upset than normal. And I almost, like I said to him a few times, I'm like, you're acting like a hormonal woman seriously PMSing and and believe me like I would know I've been there (laughs) right so we kind of started to open that file that way um we would get in arguments sometimes just about stuff that normally he would not get upset about and so we were explaining this and I, I forget how it got brought up at our at our appointment but our sexual health clinician and then spine doctor was like have you ever gotten your hormone levels tested his hormone levels tested And my partner was like, oh, no. So they did some exploration with a couple of blood tests. And they 
told us that it was extremely common for men with spinal cord injuries to have low testosterone. Mm. And they've done lots of research over the past, you know, 20 years. This, this, this doctor, Dr. Elliot has been working with men with spinal cord injuries for over 25 years. And she was like, this is so common. And this is something that is not talked about. If you have a hormonal imbalance and she's like, for some reason, this affects men with spinal cord injury very commonly, but yet it's not addressed and Mm -hmm. it's not found out because you do need another blood test to see what your hormone levels are. So we took the blood test and my husband took the blood test and he found out that his levels were slightly low in testosterone. And so there's, she gave him a bioidentical hormone that you put inside your nose and it's a cream. So it's very similar to, you know, those clinics for menopause that women Mm -hmm. go to and they get the hormone creams to balance your hormones. It was like that goes inside the nose twice a day. And the good thing about the hormone that he took was it's bioidentical. So it's naturally occurring. It's not like the steroid that you think of when you think hormone supplements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like a horse hormone. It's like a medical bioidentical hormone that absorbs into your bloodstream. And this form was quick acting. So she, he was instructed to do it long term, half an hour before he worked out, and it would boost his testosterone levels. But it was also a short-term solution to see if we could get the levels up to normal by just using it for a couple of months. And after he used it for a couple of months, it was extremely successful. Like he felt less weepy and Mm. more like himself. Wow. So we wanted to bring that up because a lot of women talk about going through these issues with their partners. And yeah, this may not be the reason for everybody, but it's important to talk about this because not many people know about this. Right. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, this might be something that we end up exploring as well, my partner and I, um, but back to what we were saying about taking out your frustrations on your partner. Uh, we also read a really good article this week. Brooke presented me a really good, uh, article from psychology today. Yeah. Psychology today online. And, um, it was basically speaking about how, sometimes it's really good to take space from your partner. And I mean, we're both believers in this regardless. It's, it's good to have space from somebody when you're feeling you're not being treated fairly or mm-hmm. with respect um, because everybody deserves to be treated with respect and, and to be treated like they're loved if you are loved. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is, I mean, I do this sometimes with like friends and stuff too, just for no reason, just kind of drift away a little bit, but taking time apart, can also show you how grateful you are for somebody and the things that they do for you and just having them around. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing, it doesn't have to be like a drastic breakup, but it's really, really good to kind of ground yourself in what you do have. Yeah, totally. And finding that gratitude, it, it sucks, but human nature is kind of when you lose something, even temporarily, even for a day, you start to realize, wow, I really had a great thing. And you, mm-hmm. you build that level of gratitude. And it's important in our situation to do that because sometimes these women that we talk to and we've experienced ourselves, they feel like they're being treated poorly because they're there. Mm-hmm. And that sort of like disrespect happens because they're there all the time. They're the ones that are helping. They're the ones that are doing everything and their partner takes out their frustrations on them. And it's not because they're a bad person and it doesn't mean that it's right to do that. But, you know, we've done a lot of reading and we've done a lot of counseling and, and what that is, is 
you feel safe with your with those that are closest to you and you feel safe to let your frustrations out on your partner because mm-hmm. they're closest to you. Right. It's kind of like that saying that you hurt the people. Yeah. You hurt the people that you're the closest to the most mm-hmm. because they're always there. It's like having access to a quick like release of mm-hmm. frustration, anger, yeah. sadness. It's just being able to, you know, when you feel like you're about to like explode, you're so full of stuff. If you're not if you're not willing to do the work, mm-hmm. being mindful, meditating, doing the work, then you will explode because mm-hmm. your body needs somewhere to put that energy, right? And and it's important to note that if anybody out there is listening to this and who is struggling with, we like to call it the cycle. So like there'll be a big fight and a big outburst and your partner will take your frust- their frustrations out on you or vice versa. It could be the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's just not proper communication in to some level, to some degree. And then, you know, things will get kind of settled and you'll realize that your partner will realize that he shouldn't have spoken to you that way and he'll feel bad. And then you'll feel bad because he feels bad. And then you both will feel bad and guilty and you'll feel be feeling low and you won't put any tools into place to make sure it doesn't happen again because you'll you'll forget because you see the best in your partner and you want it to work. Yeah. So then there goes the cycle. Then for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or a couple of days, however long it is, it'll be like almost like this, like this, it's almost like a cycle of abuse. It is yeah. when it's, when it's miscommunication, not, not technically abuse, but it's, it is kind of like the cycle of abuse where it'll go from really, really feeling bad to the honeymoon phase where right. everything's great. Right. It's very, it's, it's not good to have this imbalance of like these highs and lows. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't put up with this from like a friend. Yeah. I mean, if you had a, if you had a relationship like this with a, like a girlfriend or whatever, and, and you were constantly feeling high, low, that yeah. unpre- being, being so unpredictable, it's, it's kind of like, well, what is it going to be today? Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's almost becomes like an addiction. Mm-hmm. I feel like to be treated so good after yes. you were feeling bad. Yeah, and there's so many reasons for that. I've heard but regardless, it's yeah. still it's toxic, right? Oh, and you I, love that person. For so you sure. want the best from them, right? You want them to feel good, you want to feel good, but you also have that caregiving aspect to your personality where you feel like you always see the best in them and you're not paying attention to what needs to be done so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And being a caregiver doesn't mean that you're just like a door- doormat. No. Being a caregiver doesn't mean that you owe everything you have, every single last piece of yourself to somebody else. It does not mean these things. So 2020 is going to be a year for all of you out there, for me, for Brooke, for everybody. This is the year to create some healthy boundaries. We've both spoken about this. And I think this is something that I know I'm taking on this year is kind of putting a little bit more love and effort on myself And really respecting the people around you because you have boundaries, right? You don't need to resent anybody mm-hmm. um, if you if you do the work and you put those boundaries in place. And Elaine and I have both seen firsthand what happens when you don't address mm-hmm. the issues that is making your communication lacking in the first place. It's not going to go away on its own. And that's where we're, we kind of wanted to discuss some options. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's just say you're going through this cycle and, you know, it's the honeymoon phase. You're feeling great. Oh, maybe he's changing. Maybe he realizes he has to treat me with more respect. And then all of a sudden the big blow up happens again because you haven't really dealt with the underlying issues. Right. You just kind of like sweep it under like a little rug. Yeah. And then it's just like the dust settles. Yeah. Literally. 
and then it like gets all rustled up again. And we've all been there in yeah. some way, shape, or form at certain periods with this injury. Um, it's, but I think it definitely gets to a point in the injured person where, you know, the caregivers had enough, but then the injured person has to almost have enough as well and start to see, okay, this is a pattern. Mm-hmm. I cannot keep putping my frustration on her like this. Or him. Yeah. or him yeah. or Vice him or <laughs> yeah. right? we're speaking from like the caregiver's perspective mm-hmm. but this can go both ways mm-hmm. if you're not communicating properly and you're taking things out on each other that's not good mm-hmm. and it doesn't it, it external circumstances like oh it'll get better when this is over with or or just oh, wait wait until this or this yes. oh but it's very inconvenient for me to have yeah. this argument right now yeah yeah it's always inconvenient or <laughs> i'm too stressed to deal with this i don't want to deal with this right now and oh things will get better once this happens i won't be so stressed those are all external circumstances and that's not dealing with the underlying issues and that's what needs to be looked at mm-hmm. and so like what are some options let's just say there's someone listening that like has this happening and they've just had enough and they want to deal with it even so, like, even if you have a partner where this happens occasionally and you just want to, like, better your yeah. relationship. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what would you do? Um. Well, honestly, something that I know that I'm very open to doing is some, like, a good mediator, having a good mediator in the room. Um, couples counseling, I think, yeah. is a really, really good option because then you have somebody who's who's able to see, very unbiased, yes. able to see both perspectives. They don't know you that well. Um, they always say that's the best thing to do is get a therapist because they don't know you that well and they can give you an outsider point of view that's professional mm-hmm. and educated, right? Um, that's why I learned this long, long ago when I was going through therapy that your friends and your family are not your therapists, no. right? They're not there to be dumped on. They're there to support you and love you, but they're not people that you want to dump all your stuff on. So that's yeah. why it's very important to get. And sometimes you have to shop around for a good therapist mm-hmm. or a counselor. Like the first fit will not necessarily be the right fit. And I think that's really important for people to understand because there's a lot of discouragement that happens when you go to the one therapist and you're like, you know, maybe this is not for me. It's not that it's not for you. Maybe that therapist is not for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And totally. I always say even a therapist needs a therapist because it's true. Everybody wants somebody to listen to them. Yeah. And honestly, what you're looking for at the end of the day is you want to be comfortable with someone because you're telling them everything and they're getting to the bottom of everything too. Mm-hmm. You want to be comfortable with that person. And you also want to be, able to accept the tools from them and use them in your own life. Yes. You have to do the work on top of what you're going in to see. You have to be able to go in and do the work and take these assignments and take these skills and do it yourself. You're not walking in to be fixed magically. And honestly, we find like from personal experiences and also from speaking to so many women in the community that especially the women that have been with their partner through the trauma of the injury. So they've been with their partner before the injury and then after, and they've seen the progression of like what this injury does to the person and how they have to bounce back and how they have to get back into a new normal. Mm -hmm. And they see what that does to the mental state and their own mental state. And like those women, they've seen it all. And they recognize that if you don't do the work before your injury, it is going to be a thousand times worse after your injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Because, you know, if you don't deal with your inner demons and you don't deal with the stuff that is, you know, 
in your mind or in your, in your emotional state that is just not, has not been dealt with, has not been addressed. You're putting it off because, you know, you're, you know, even my partner before injury, he was very interested in mindfulness and he was very interested in, in making his life the best it could be. But that being said, he was very physical at the same time. He put so much importance on his physical self and his physical body. And then when that's all taken away from you and you're dependent and you can't do anything for yourself, you kind of have no choice but to get to a place where it's like, okay, I need to be the best version of myself. And that is in my brain. That is not in my body. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's a lot of couples in the community. There's a lot of men that are having trouble getting to that place. And that's where the frustration comes out. Or maybe they had something happen to them when they were children, or maybe they had, you know, difficulty dealing with their emotions before the injury. And now it's coming out a hundred times stronger Mm -hmm. because they're forced to deal with these things. So I would, I guess like, if you were to give some advice to a caregiver going through this, what would you say? What would you say, like, as far as your personal advice, Elena? Um, my personal advice over the past four years is get to know yourself. Because especially being a caregiver is very demanding. You're constantly, like, in that jump up and help mode mm-hmm. that taking the time for yourself is really really important and for me it might look different than for you for instance I like to we live in a really great area where they're we're right by the ocean so I like to just hop up and take off right yeah. and just get some fresh air do something for yourself that you know you're gonna really really love to do and I mean our identity doesn't need to be wrapped up in the other person all the time I find that you have to get to know yourself better and and well because you have to be able to know what you need when when shit hits the fan literally literally right and also you like when you do that your perspective starts to shift and then I I guess it's just the law well this Elena and I we, it's the law of the universe mm-hmm. I mean when your perspective shifts cuz all you can really do is work on yourself you can't really change other people. You can, no. only, you can only do you. You can only work on yourself and how you present to the world and your own mental state. So I find personally that once you start working on that, mm-hmm. things around you start to shuffle and change automatically. Perspective changes too, right? Yeah. And when, like, I, again, going back to that respect piece, it's like you have to show yourself some love and respect first too. So, yeah. Or else you don't know what boundaries are. You don't know how to put up those boundaries and... And it's okay to disagree. I mean, through this all, we're not talking about like having <laughs> having difference of opinions. Right. It's always okay to disagree. And it's always okay to agree to disagree because that makes you who you are. It doesn't mean that one person's right and the other one's wrong. It just means that different points of view, right? And it's okay mm-hmm. to have those. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, honestly, that would be my tip is, is go back to like yourself. Mm-hmm. Go back to who you are. And try to work on yourself. You can't take responsibility for other people's behaviors and words. And that's been a big one for me this year is, you know, instead of jumping up all the time and and running out the door to go help somebody, it's, no, I'm not responsible for, I'm not responsible for everybody. (laughs) I'm not responsible for my friends or my family members, even if they are family members, you know, everybody needs to do their own work. It's so true. I'm trying to think if I can give one piece of advice as far as mental, um, like the mental aspects of all of this and the emotional aspects, I would say use this situation to create your best life possible. 
I always talk about this. Like mm-hmm. my, my perspective is you were given a new opportunity that not many people have been given in this world. So that makes you rare as someone who's injured, but as also uh, a caregiver, you've been given an opportunity to really design your life into something that you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to subscribe to the ways of the world because there's a lot of things that you can't do anymore, but there's also a lot of things that you can do. And just kind of taking that on that perspective of like, wow, the world actually is my oyster. (laughs) How am I going to the world's your oyster shooter. Yeah, the world's your oyster shooter. <laughs> How are you going to take that perspective and change it into something where it's like, wow, okay, like for instance, my husband. Okay, I can't use my body anymore. My mind is the only thing that I can really work on. How mm-hmm. can I develop that? I've been given this opportunity to have a new job, a new life, a new mm-hmm. way of educating myself if I choose to. And how am I going to develop those skills to create a better life for myself? Because this is kind of my only option instead of being depressed, turn it into something good. And like Elena was saying, you know, focus on you Mm -hmm. as the caregiver and the partner. How can you make the best out of the situation? What can you learn from it? How can you translate this into helping others? How can you lead by example? Right. How can you work on the real deep stuff in your soul that comes out when you're stressed and when you're caring for somebody when you're tested to the core it's true and aren't we all tested to the core nearly every single day (laughs) oh my god yes but i always if you say no you're lying yeah (laughs) and i always say like i I always say like we're super women and i truly believe that because we can go through so much and 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 same for our partners Mm -hmm. that's why that we call them supermen because they can go through so much and learn tolerance and learn communication tools and learn mindfulness and learn what really matters in life over time dealing with this injury. And it can be a blessing if you want it to be. Totally. And I was saying to Brooke on the way here, actually, that, you know, growth is so important and you can, you don't have to be the person you were last year or or last week. And I always say that. I'm always like, oh my God, can you imagine being like the same person you were last year or the year before? Um, no, yeah. thank you. I would rather work on myself and work on dealing, you know, having new tactics and dealing with challenges and stressful situations and just grow from that. And you get a little bit stronger each time. I think every time there is, um, there's an opportunity for growth, grab it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And in God knows how many times a day do we have those opportunities (laughs) with this lifestyle every day, every day. But honestly, that's why Elaine and I get along so well is because we kind of wouldn't really have it any other way. No, no, which is important. Actually kind of makes me like anxious to think like, yeah, what if I was like, same anxiety. Same. Yeah. What if I was the same? Is there such a thing as same anxiety? Oh my gosh. Literally. Like, what if I was the same next year that I am to like right now? No, no, please God. No, no. It's an opportunity. Grab it. Better yourself. You know, this is your only life. Sometimes it's a good reminder to think, well, okay, we're what? 30. We're 30 something. I'm not going to tell you our real age, but <laughs> so let's say we have another what? 50 years on this planet. That's all you have. That's Mm. all you have to start working now to be exactly who you want to be. If you're not working yourself, then you're basically like dead. Do you want to talk about our like um, retirement stance? Oh, yeah. So (laughs) we got to mention this because it's it's, we talk about it a lot. 
Yes. So I have, well, both of us have this very genius way of looking at life. Um, it like, <laughs> it kind of just like hit us one day. We were like texting back and forth and it's basically the creation of life and the cycle that we have, that society conditions us to believe that we need to live, that we need to have this nine to five to, you know, run home to make dinner, go to bed, then go back. It's like the cycle that you have to have these things. You have to buy more stuff. So you have to be stuck in, in work, work, work to buy more stuff, stuff, stuff. And constant stress that goes and, along with that. Yeah. And, you know. And, but what are you working for? You're working for. To buying more crap that more you don't stuff. need. <laughs> and then when are you going to enjoy it? Oh, who knows? Well, you're going to be so stressed out by the time you actually. So we have this like epiphany. We're like, you know what? Let's not like. I mean, we like pretty things, whatever. We we like to have groceries and a roof over our head and a bed to sleep in. Um, but do we really need to have all these things and be so stressed out trying to attain the next material good that is still very disposable, right? So then Brooke and I were like, look at all these people that are retiring. Like, what age are they retiring at, you know? Yeah. I see this all the time. It's It's work now, retire later. And then by the time... You're so stressed out from work, work, work in a cycle. I'm not saying work is bad. I'm just saying that the stress that comes along with pushing yourself really hard. And it's 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 basically putting so much importance on your external surroundings and external circumstances. Yes. So, and then throughout your life, let's say you get diabetes. Let's say you are diagnosed with cancer. Let's say you're just so stressed. You're sick. You need to go see a doctor because you're just so stressed. Stress Mm -hmm. is very, very big. Mm -hmm. It can literally destroy you. Mm -hmm. It is very toxic to be very stressed in your body. It will make you very sick. So by the time you go to retire, you're sick. So when are you going to enjoy all these things that you work, work, work for? And then either you or your partner has to assume the role of the caregiver. That's right. So it's kind of like, what did you do all this for? And you know what's really interesting, and I, I forgot to tell you, is my mom told me the other day she runs a practice of traditional Chinese medicine, and she has stress-related illnesses coming all the time to her for some help. Um, and she was actually t- talking about how retirement age is around 55 for early retirement mm-hmm. okay, and how a lot of her male patients are getting sick a year or two after retirement. retirement. That's right. So you're working really hard until you retire. Yeah. And then when you're retired, you're actually going to be like, what, stuck in your bed with a caregiver beside you? Yeah. Are you going to be off traveling? Are you yeah. going to be off yeah. spending all your money that yeah. you were working really hard to save? And not only that, you know, we're all not guaranteed a tomorrow. No. So that's why it's so important to just live for today, live for now, live for what you're doing in this very moment and how you can be the best version of yourself possible. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for retirement. Retire now in your mind. Yeah, exactly. Voluntary retirement is what Elena and I live by. We <laughs> only do mind, what we yeah. want. Yes, it's so true. You can do whatever you want. You and can. you can choose to spend your time with whomever you want to spend your time with. Mm-hmm. You can choose to be the best version of yourself and you can choose to have the best relationship possible by taking a step to fix what is underneath those yes. layers of brain. <laughs> and, and doing it now, not saving it for maybe next year or maybe, maybe when I'm this, maybe that, you know how we kind of like have these like conversations with ourselves where we make excuses, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with trauma. Mm-hmm. It's not something that goes away just over the years. It gets worse. Much and and there's also a lot to be said about it's not just your partner's trauma 
that he hasn't dealt with yet or that has lingering things that he hasn't, you know, addressed yet. It's also us and bringing that Mm -hmm. acknowledgement that we are also dealing with trauma Mm -hmm. and it's just as valid as the injured person's trauma. It's just different. Yeah. That's a very good point. I remember, I remember when we started the group, Elena, we were all, we talked to ourselves, to each other all the time about how we need to give some validity to our trauma. To feel your feelings, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Feel your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. That was just like a quote that Brooke and I did when we were on TV. Brooke was like, I can finally feel my feelings (laughs) now that we have wags of SCI going. So embarrassing. (laughs) It was so good though, because it's the truth. It's like, how else do you say it? Like, your your emotions and feelings are not muted because everything's put on somebody else, right? So end of the day, what are we saying here? We're saying self-care, have a good relationship through communication, seek counseling, therapy, respect your person. Don't throw things at them. Don't fight with them. But also know that this life is a process. And like everyone has gone through this in some aspect or another. Mm-hmm. That's why our community is so unique and beautiful. Is like, you know, you either have to seek a solution mm-hmm. or accept that your life is not going to be very pleasant and very lonely. <laughs> Those are your two choices. Only so it's choices. Like, do you want to be better or do you want to stay the same? Do, do you, you want to be alone? <laughs> like the crazy cat lady. <laughs> so yeah, we hope that this resonated with at least one of you out there listening. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that, like I said before, everyone goes through this in one way or another at some point. And whether your partner or yourself has an epiphany and everything changes overnight, which if that's happened to you, congratulations. That's amazing. (laughs) Write a book about it. We'll read it. And because that does happen, that does happen where you have an epiphany or a dream and you wake up and you're a different person. But if you have not had that luxury and you have not had that happen to you, now is the time to start getting on that mindfulness and that work that everyone puts off until they're retired. Mm -hmm. That's right. Don't wait until retirement. Don't wait until next year. Don't wait until Christmas. Don't wait until it gets so bad that you and your partner are at each other's throats every single day and you're miserable. Yes. And that was my gift to myself this year. My birthday is on March 26th. And And she's turning 23. That's right. Not a day over 23. (laughs) Write it down. And uh, that was my gift to myself this year was I want to be a better version of myself. So I'm doing the work. We're, Brooke and I are training for some runs, so that's really good for the mind, getting some exercise in, mm-hmm. right? It can cure a whole heap of stuff. So yeah, do the work, do the work. Do the work, peel back the layers. Like an onion. It's difficult, but once you start peeling back the layers, things present itself themselves to you in a different way. And all these layers are peeled back for you to be the best version of yourself and what your higher self wants you to be. That's right. Always, always remember that the best, highest version of you wants the best for you. Yeah. Your higher self does not want the worst for you. They want the best for you. So somewhere under there, you want the best for you. It's so true. So with that being said, we are going to let you go today. And we hope, yeah, you took something away from this. We hope if your partner is listening that he took something away from this. Um, We hope you can relate to this on some level. Um, And we're here for you. So anytime any of you wants to chat, you have our website, you have our contact information. We're always around Mm 24-7. And tune in uh, for the next episode of the Ways of SCI podcast. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Anchor Medical Supplies. Give Jessica and Paul a call today at 1-833-667-8669.
or you can visit their website at anchormedsupplies.com and tell them the Wags of SCI sent you.